Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. On the sheet. Soldier led by Jehovah. We taking over. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Perfect and well worth it and flawless. Good morning, good morning. sharing keep sharing keep sharing good morning good morning good morning thank you Holy Spirit thank you 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 good morning good morning Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, Angela Moss. Hey, Debbie Sears. Hey, Delane Sawyer. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the new studio set. I'm trying to figure out what my hair got going on. Good morning. I just feel like I need to be up and up, up close and personal these next couple of days. Um, just based on what he's sharing with me thank you yeah it needs to be a little bit more personal there we go go. had a little light sorry having to do some light adjustments yeah good morning good morning good morning thank you lord thank you thank you thank you When I have to teach the hard lessons, I'm always like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, Lord, this will be teaching today. This will be going with today. Okay. I'm grateful. Thank you for the opportunity. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's how it feels. Like, okay, thank you. I appreciate you. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, good morning. This song is Teach Me Your Ways by Kenton Jones. I was meditating on it this morning of how we ask or need God to teach us our ways, his ways, and how so many of us have just been kind of operating in our own ways for so long or in things that have been passed down to us culturally. And so since those things have been passed down to us culturally, we think that they are normalized. And so today we're setting the record straight. Today's message is called Set the Record Straight. And I want you to guard your heart so that the enemy doesn't pluck this from you, doesn't steal this from you, and so that you can receive what God is saying to you today and you can walk into the fullness of this and so whatever stronghold um anything that's been binding or blocking you you can deal with this and um 
it can go away, right? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it can go away. Or um, because there are things that we probably thought were not possible to go to go away. And they're definitely possible to go away. And so we just need to make sure that we understand there is nothing that is, uh, there's nothing too great for God, right? There's nothing too great for God. I don't want to stall um, sometimes when it's uncomfortable the the enemy will try to make me stall i don't want to stall i do want you to share the video um i do want you to be empowered today and we're going to pray let me read psalms 91 let's open up our day in psalms 91 it um he or she or those who live in the shelter of the most high or for me lakeisha will find rest in the shadow of the almighty this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety he is my god and i trust him for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with your hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue, honor them, and I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. If this is your first time on Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha, we welcome you. I am so grateful you are here. We have been in a study on Ephesians for about three um for about three weeks now and so um we're going to continue in that study right now today we're in ephesians chapter five and we've just been growing in christ as paul writes to us the letters and the things that's on god's heart i need you to remember that all scriptural scripture is breathed by god when the apostles were writing scripture it was breathed by god so let's pray today father god i thank you i thank you i thank you my God, I worship you. I bless you. I praise your name. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for the opportunity to serve your people today. I thank you for the devotional today. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, I render, I yield to you today. I yield to you. I'm going to let you have your way. I'm let you pull out all the truth. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to deny what you're saying. We're going to be as raw and uncut as you want to be. And as gentle as I know you are when you want to deliver something to your people, quicken our spirit, Holy Spirit. Let us not move from this table today, no matter how uncomfortable this is. Let us not move from this table. Let us stay steadfast in our words, steadfast in the truth, walking in the fullness of what you're saying to us, regardless of what the enemy tries to speak in our ears, Lord God. We know that this word is breathed by you. We know that this word is breathed by you and we're going to marinate it and we're going to chew on it, Lord God, and we're going to grow in grace. Help us to overcome. Help your people to overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Help your people to overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, sometimes reading the word of God, I remember one time when a woman had... Um, when I first submitted uh, my life back to Christ, like I had accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior when I was eight years old. Um, I was baptized at that time, but I don't know if we really understand what we're doing when we're eight. And I don't know if early conversion is necessarily the best thing because most of us are not baptized um, with the understanding of what it means to be baptized. And so when we go to the morning bench or someone encourages us to go get baptized, then we go and we get baptized, but we don't understand the new birth, right? And that's why when I was 26 or 27, I got baptized again, right? If they, I got baptized again, I went into the water again. I think we need to go to the water. Let's go to the water and do baptisms. Let's just go to the water. 
Um, I'll go to, we can go to the pool somewhere. I don't know. But um, I went and I got baptized again. Like I went into the water again because I understood then really what the new birth was, right? And that what the new birth was within Jesus Christ. And then later, um, later, um, I received like the Holy Spirit is in you once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But later on, I received the full baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And now uh, recently I was fire baptized this summer. And so when I was fire by thank you, Holy Spirit, when I was fire baptized this summer, it just changed my life even more. And so there's levels to this. And most of us don't understand this. And so a lot of times when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and we're young and we go get baptized. And if we don't have parents that really teach us, um, what happens is we'll fall we'll fall back, we'll fall into ways that, and we can't understand why we're falling into those ways. But the reason that we're falling into those ways is because we don't understand salvation. We don't understand our righteousness. We don't understand we have to, we, we don't have to force ourselves into righteousness. We don't really understand all of this is. And so that's what God has been breaking down to us for the last few weeks through Ephesians, establishing us in Christ Jesus, establishing us in who us call and who we call to be. So we can start mind battling about our identity. So if you've been trying to figure out your identity, your identity is in Christ Jesus. That's where your identity is. But when we assume identity, come on, Holy Spirit, when we assume identity in anything else outside of Christ Jesus, it confuses us, right? Because our inner man, our holy man, our spiritual man says this is the truth, right? And then our mind, which is, I told you the other day, that's like the inner courts. If we looked at this like a Jewish temple, our mind is bombarded with all kinds of thoughts, thoughts, all kinds of culture, all kinds of different things that says, no, this is the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus is like, no, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Right. And then our body, this flesh that we were born into, it just wants what it wants. The flesh just wants what it's, what it wants. The flesh is, um, the flesh is selfish. The flesh is inconsiderate. The flesh is, um, tempted by everything. The flesh just wants what it wants. The flesh wants whatever it can get to satisfy whatever it feels like it's lacking. And the flesh is what's, what's ruled by Satan. And then he attacks us in the truth of our mind. And once he attacks us in the truth of our mind, if we accept something to be the truth, then it interferes with what our spirit is saying. No, this is your correct way of living. The, the flesh don't know no gender. I'm going to set some records straight today. I told y'all that the flesh don't know no gender. The flesh don't know gender. The flesh ain't messed up about gender. Right. And we be, we try to figure out, well, how does someone come into living this type of lifestyle? Cause the flesh don't know gender. The, the enemy spirits, spirits don't know gender. Demonic principalities. They don't know gender. They don't operate in gender as God set gender. And so a lot of times when we're warring against things in our flesh and trying to figure out how a person got to a certain place or how we got to a certain place, the, the flesh don't know boundaries. The flesh don't know what's morally good or right. The flesh don't know it's adultery. The flesh don't know it's gluttony. That's not what the flesh knows, right? That's not the flesh doesn't understand what pornography does to you. That's not what the flesh does. The flesh doesn't understand that the flesh doesn't care about that. The flesh only wants what it wants. If the flesh didn't want what it want, it wouldn't tell you to eat two cheeseburgers, right? It wouldn't say, it wouldn't say to you eat two cheeseburgers. It wouldn't say that it would tell you only eat a half of a cheeseburger because one cheeseburger is a thousand calories, right? It wouldn't tell you to, um, and not eat chocolate cake. Right. Um, I remember when I got pregnant with my first son. And if you don't know all of my story, my, I was, my first son was not born in wedlock. My first son was born when I was 18, um, turning 19. And I remember when I went to the doctor and my mom was in there with me and the doctor, because I was in my first year of college and my mom was in there with me and the doctor said, well, we need to have some conversations because once you eat chocolate cake, um, it's likely that you're going to want more chocolate cake. And so the flesh drives from a different position. And especially if you like chocolate cake, the, the flesh drives from a different position. And so we got to be real, real with identifying the difference between our flesh, our spirit, man, and our mind, because we will think we, we have absolutely no authority over the flesh. We'll think we don't have 
any authority over the flesh will think that we don't have control over the flesh. We'll, we'll think that the flesh is supposed to win against us. When I was um, 265 pounds, right? Uh, I'm 5'10 and a half when I was 265 pounds. When I was 85 pounds overweight, I was 85 pounds overweight because um, my flesh was winning. The war on my flesh was winning. I wasn't disciplining myself. I wasn't understanding that my body was the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so I was just allowing anything to be in my body. Um, and I could go on in things that I've battled and I struggle with and that I had to make a decision to overcome. And so I want to go back to this be imitators of God. We're in the fifth chapter and we talked about being imitators of God. And I want to talk about this from a different perspective. Yesterday we talking about we talk about walking in love and when when we take up the walk right when we talk about we're walking as christ walked when we take up the walk it's forward movement it's not it's not backward progression that's why i always tell you there is no condemnation in christ jesus in romans gives us to that right condemnation walks backwards Con condemnation looks backwards condemnation tries to replay things backwards condemnation will have you in the backfield in the back of your mind having the same conversations over and over again condemnation will have you caught up in lustful thoughts because it will make you think that you cannot get outside so this walk we're walking in love the walk in love where we are um and this walk that we're taking it's really, really a big deal because what we're saying to ourselves is, you know what? I'm getting ready to walk like Christ, right? I'm going to walk in the image of Christ. I'm going to walk in Christ. I'm going to walk in love. But that was also the love of the father. That wasn't just the love of, um, he, that wasn't just that love. He was also demonstrating and talking about the love, love of the father. So when we talk about our walk and walking in the spirit, cause that's actually essentially what we're talking about. When we walk in Christ, we're walking in the spirit. We're not walking according to the flesh. We're not walking according to what we mentally know, right? I told you this going to be rich today. So I need you to, I need you to, um, hold on to this, right? I need you to hold on to this. I need you. This going to, it's going to be, this is called setting the record straight. And so we're going to talk more about what he's saying in Ephesians in this next line. It is not a comfortable conversation. Most people don't want to have this conversation, but we having this conversation today. So the worst is walk in love as Christ has loved us, right? Has, has loved us. And as he has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice, and we know that love is a sacrifice, but we also know that if we're going to truly walk this out as Christ does, then he compels us and tells us if anyone is going to come after me, then what do you have to do? You got to take up your cross and you got to deny yourself. Denying ourselves is probably one of the most difficult things that we do as a Christian because that most people, most of us have not been taught how to deny ourselves. Most of us thought denying ourselves was restraining our physical, right? But denying yourself actually has to occur in the spiritual. That's why you got to Romans 12 and renew your mind, right? In the things of God so that you understand um, how to deny yourself and you understand what God is saying here. And so he just said to him, he said, look, do me a favor. He said, if you will, if, if you will take up your cross and deny yourself, if you will put yourself in a position, when I deny myself, I'm saying that I love God as Christ, as, as Christ loved God. That that's what I'm saying. When I deny myself, I'm saying, I love you, God, as Christ loved you. That's how I love you. That's the position I'm taking. I'm going to love you as Christ love you. And I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to do away with my former self. Because once I accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, my former self went away. Right. And so my love towards others become an offering. But my Lord love towards God becomes the ultimate offering. Come on, Holy Spirit. Teach this thing. My love towards God becomes the ultimate offering. My love towards God says, I'm putting away my former self. I'm putting this off. So let's get into the next part of this verse. It's rich. It's wealthy. Uh, it's, it's not easy to discuss, but we're going to be adults about this. And we're going to find out what it really looks like to live like Christ. Our culture is saturated in so many things that bombard us and tell us that this is the truth. 
when in all actuality it's not. And it will tell us something is the truth and we don't even know it. Um, little sexual innuendos in songs and movies um, get into our eye gate and our ear gate and it tells us the truth. That's why when someone sometimes says, um, Oh, this is, um, oh, this song is nothing bad about this song. This is a love song. But when you listen to the undertones and the words in the song and you look at who the song came from, it's way more to it than this song. So Ephesians five, three and four, right? Um, and a contrast to walking in love, love of the father. Today, we're talking about love of the father, not love towards others, love of the father. We're talking about walking towards the love of the father, a contrast to walking in love, conduct not fitting for us as Christians, right? It says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks, right? He said, let it not even be named among you, right? And so Paul starts dealing with them because Ephesus has some things going on with sexual sin, right? And he said, here's something I need to tell you about sexual sin and impropriety, right? These things aren't fitting for the saints. And he says even further, he says they shouldn't even be named among God's people, right? And so then Paul begins to give this comprehensive list of sexual sins. He brings up fornication, pornea, which is a broad word describing sexual sin. He brings up uncleanliness, another broad word for dirty moral behavior, especially in sexual sense. He brings up filthiness, which has the same process of uncleanness. And then he brings up coarse gesturing. And I want to talk about coarse gesturing today in detail a little bit, which has the idea of inappropriate, impure sexual humor. Can you say that? Inappropriate, impure sexual students. So the whole theme here is Paul is dealing with our morality. He's saying, look, since you're a saint now, you need to live in a manner. Since you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you got to live in a manner fitting for a saint. Now, for some of us, this is hard to conceive because people have taught us that we don't have to live holy. Even though God says, as I am holy, I need you to live holy, right? And so somebody has taught us that living holy isn't important. Like you living holy is no big deal. All you got to do is repent. But Galatians 5.22 says to us that any of those, and we'll, we take the idea that once we're saved, we're always saved, and our conduct is not important to Christ. Well, your conduct is very important to Christ. And in, the, in, in terms of sexual immorality, I'm going to help free us today. I'm going to help free some of you today. I, that's why I said, hold on, just take notes. Don't try to conceive it all. Don't beat yourself up. So he says, as is fitting for saints. He said the emphasis on sexual sin was appropriate, right? And the reason why is because the culture has saturated us and said that sex, there's nothing wrong with sex. There's nothing wrong with sexuality. There's nothing wrong with impurity. Um, there's nothing wrong with videos, music, and things that, that, that pull us into more sexual thought, pull us into our more sexy selves, right? The gospel is sexy within itself. Like I'm just being honest. And so Paul was like, look, we got to come back and look at this because this is not fitting. We got to look at what it's saying. So I want to share with you how God showed this to me. And so we understand how harmful this part is fornication, uncleaning, uncleanness, covetousness, covetousness. And it all falls really under the 10 commandments, right? I'm just going to be honest. It all falls. So all sins committed outside. And this is what the scripture says. All sins committed outside the body, right? are not as harmful, not saying they're not harmful, but the sins that are committed against the body, gluttony, um, um, all of these other different things that we commit against the body, um, things that we ingest every sin and especially sexual, sexual immorality that, that that's committed against the body is harmful. And the reason that it's harmful is, is, is I'm going to show you this when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, right? And we are born again. The Holy spirit lives inside us. And because the Holy spirit lives inside of us, that is that which makes us holy. Well, anytime we participate in sexual immorality, sexual intercourse, pornography, gluttony, anything that defiles the body, we're doing those things against the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah. So, so we're doing those things against the Holy spirit. That's we're defiling the Holy spirit. That's what's happening. And so the culture has saturated us in such a way to make us think that what we're doing is no big deal. So your body is a temple, right? And we'll focus on external things. Oh, you got a tattoo. You smoke tobacco. You know what I'm saying? You're eating. I'm not saying those things aren't, um, cannot be harmful. They can, but the things that take away our temple, our holy place is things that come inside our body. Come on y'all. Or things that we put others put inside our body. Right. And we receive that in our body. And because the Holy spirit lives inside of us, once we receive that in our body or that act is committed against our body, then what it is, is, is defiling the Holy spirit in us. And so it's sad because most of us don't understand that Isaiah said, woe is me for I'm lost for I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. And I'm going to talk about what comes out your mouth for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And so we don't realize that our body is the temple of the Holy spirit. First uh, Corinthians six nineteen says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit within you? whom you have from God. So if my body is the temple of the Holy spirit, once I'm in new covenant in Christ Jesus, right? We don't approach God on our own. We approach God through Jesus Christ. We cannot approach God on our own, right? That's not how it works, but we are united through him, through Jesus Christ. And then we are in filled with the Holy spirit. So God's tabernacle is within us, right? And his tabernacle is within us through the Holy spirit. So every time we are in a situation or we are in a place in which we participate in sexual immorality, even if it's pornography, my God, um, even if it's coarse gesturing. And when I'm talking about coarse gesturing, I'm just going to let you have your way. Holy spirit. When I'm talking about coarse dressing, I'm talking about using sexual conversations, sexual language that's considered coarse gesturing things that focus on, um, sexual talking. We'll think we're talking sexy to our boo, or we think we're flirting, but if it has a sexual overtone, then God is not pleased and it's coming against our body and we're polluting our body, right? Since our bodies are the, the temple, right? Um, then we, 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 we defile the Holy spirit in us. So anytime we lay down and I'm just going to be honest and we're not married and we have sex outside of marriage, then we're defiling the Holy spirit that's inside of us. We're not having sex with the Holy spirit, but it's like our, our, our sins, right? Our sins inside of us are coming against the Holy spirit, the Holy of holies that which God put inside of us. And most of us didn't realize that because somebody just taught us it was sex, right? But it is very impure. Sex was created for your husband, right? Or your wife. And God created that so that you could have a bond between your husband and wife. And so you can pre procreate. So every time that we have sex outside of marriage, we're bonding, creating soul ties with people. A lot of the way the Lord taught it to me was when you have sex outside of marriage and a person is not your spouse, then what in turn turns around and happens is it's almost like you're com create committing adultery on your spouse that, is, that, is, that isn't even here yet. That isn't even here yet. And most of us, nobody ever taught us this. Nobody ever said this to us. They just said, don't have sex without explaining to us why not to have sex? What were the ramifications? What were the implications? And go back to this. Remember I told you the flesh don't know no gender. The flesh don't know no gender. And so it's easy for me to be caught up in a situation that looks sexually immoral because my flesh just wants what it flesh. Remember I gave you the analogy analogy. Once you want chocolate cake. So it says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him free from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. First Corinthians six, 17 and 18. So sex is both a physical act. Sex is a spiritual act. And it's supposed to be the union that occurs between a husband and a wife. So anytime you have sex outside of marriage, you are creating multiple unions 
you are creating multiple, you, even it doesn't matter if you're engaged, you're not married yet. And people will say, well, those are the laws of the land, right? But we are to live by the laws of the land, right? And so every time we do that, we, um, we open ourselves up to receive, um, to have sex with a prostitute is like joining the Holy Spirit to, the pro to a prostitute. When we have sex with a person outside of marriage, we're joining whatever is on whatever spirit is attached to that person. That's why, man, I could do a whole teaching on strongholds. That's why sometimes it's hard for you to fight, right? <laughs> so, 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 so sometimes it's hard for you to fight, right? Fight things uh, once you've attached yourself to somebody because whatever's in that person's spirit, you're going to receive outside of you, right? So if you're dating or dealing with somebody and they're depressed, right? And then you can co-join. So can I tell you what the, the, I think it's the Hebrew word or the Greek word. The word is ish for man and isha for woman. He is giver. She is receiver. So as a woman, every time a man releases in you, you receive some of his spirit in you. And sometimes when you're co-joined to people and say that person is depressed or that person has some things going on, then spiritually you take on whatever is going on. The spiritual life is not the physical life. And then you can't figure out why you're depressed, consumed, overwhelmed or whatever else you, you can't, you can't do that. Right. And the world, uh, the world will tell you, oh, these are just laws of the land. It's no big deal. But the scripture, remember our scripture breathed by God tells us to follow the laws of the land. It tells us to, it tells us to do the things that are right. But also, even if you were living according to the Bible, if you're not married to that person, if the ceremonial rights have not occurred, if the ceremonial rights have not been established, then you're living outside of the will of God. The Holy Spirit has made my body a temple for his presence. You hear me? The Holy Spirit has made your body as a temple for your presence. So a lot of times we can't feel why we're growing in God. And it's not just sex. It could be gluttony, right? You need to go back and know what, what the sins are. It can be covetedness. He talks about this. We're coveting. And often if we're, if we're often, if we are sexually interested in someone, then we're probably coveting that person as well. And so when the scripture is saying our bodies are the, are the temple, they're not just talking about things. They're not talking about things that are detrimental to our health. They're talking about the things that we do that come against the Holy Spirit. The things that we do to our body that comes against the Holy Spirit. So let's go back when he says this coarse gesturing, you know, he's like, look, you need to deal with this coarse gesturing. This coarse gesturing is a problem as well. And so if you don't know what a sin is, because anything, any sin is going to come against the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what the sin is, you can go to the 10 commandments and it kind of gives you an association of the sin. So idolatry, greed, covetedness, love of money, gluttony, complaining, not loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, tempting God, high mindedness, um, disobedience, witchcraft. It doesn't matter if some states recognize common law marriage and that's fine. That, 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 that's how we get in trouble. That that's how we, I understand Paula, but that's how we get in trouble. What does this word say? We are to be married to the person. And even if the state recognizes common law marriages, you got to go back to what the word says, right? This, you got to go back to the word, what the word says. So lover of ourselves, putting family, friends, jobs, or anything else above God. If anything comes above God, including food, money, sports, internet, TV, internet, pornography, movies, cars, attachment to riches or material goods and dozens of other things. The 10 commandments, people love to say the 10 commandments went away with Jesus. The 10 commandments did not go away with Jesus. It did not, 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 it did not. It became a guidance structure for how we are supposed to live. And so that we understand sin. So with that being said, course jerk gesturing. And I know somebody is like, well, how am I going to flirt with my boo? You need to learn how you can flirt without flirting. You can engage in conversation. You can, you can walk in love. You can have a healthy relationship with someone 
without it being a sexual relationship, but you're going to have to have the help of the Holy Spirit. Because if this has been your way of living and this is normal for you, then I'm just going to be honest with you. It will be difficult for you to conceive this because again, the flesh wants what it wants. Now I need to give you this Proverbs 24 and 16 says for a right, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he will get up, but the wicked will stumble in ruin because you are righteous in Christ Jesus, right? Remember you are righteous in Christ Jesus. You're not giving yourself a list of don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. That's not what you're doing. You're not giving yourself self a list of don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You're allowing the spirit to lead you into this. So the more that you eat more word, what's going to happen is you're going to walk into the fullness of this. You're going to start, it'll start going away because truth will become alive in your spirit and a, a, a reverent fear of the Lord comes in. And when a reverent fear of the Lord comes in, you won't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm just going to be honest. You're not going to want to do this anymore because a reverent fear of the Lord will come in. Might not happen the first time. You might fall back into this tomorrow. I'm just going to be honest. You might fall right back into this tomorrow. And as you fall right back into this tomorrow, your righteousness is going to stand back up in you in Christ Jesus. And it's going to say, get your butt back up, get your butt back in your word, study your word and keep eating this. When I wanted to overcome this, I read Galatians 5 and 22 every day. I would read this every day because I struggled with this. And I would say, I'm going to enter. Lord, I don't want to not be in your presence. I don't want to be in your kingdom. I don't want to not be in your kingdom. And so I read Galatians 5 and 22. And the more that I read it, it unlocked my mind. The more that I read what it was like to live life by the spirit, it would unlock my mind, right? And my mind would conceive the truth. And that truth is what would make my spirit man strong so that I could resist this flesh, right? This flesh, you don't realize the bad habits stop. You don't realize that the bad habits will stop, but it's in eating the word. If you keep eating the word, the bad habits will stop. And what most of us what most of us will do is I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And what most of us do to other people is don't you do this. Don't you do this instead of doing what we did today and eating the truth and saying, you know what? This is in the word. Paul has said to us, sexual immorality and purity is not cool. And since these things are not cool, Holy spirit, show me how to live a life that's more pleasing to God, because I'm telling you, I want to pick up my cross and deny myself daily. Well, the only way I'm going to deny myself daily is I keep renewing my mind, right? And even though I may fall, I'm going to get my butt back up and I'm going to get in this word. The Holy spirit will wake you up and push you toward your, toward the word, especially if your heart, heart desires. And so somebody may say, I'm having a hard time with, and it may just not be sex. It may be drinking. It may be drugs. How do I get free of this? Well, there are some scriptures you need to pray over yourself, right? There are some things that you need to put yourself in a position. You need to pray for your heart to be tender towards God. You need to pray that your eye, the eyes of your understanding are open so that you can walk into the fullness of who God called you to be in Christ Jesus. And when you begin to eat scriptures about your righteousness and you begin to eat scriptures about who you are in Christ Jesus. And when you get the revelation that anytime I have sex with somebody, I'm defiling the Holy Spirit. Cause for me, what it says is every time I lay down in the bed with somebody, the Holy spirit is there with me. Right. And so it's not like I'm having, they're having sex with the Holy spirit, but that's the same thing with pornography. Anytime that I put something in my eye gate, that's going to lead me to lust or going to lead me to covetedness or going to lead me to adultery. I'm violating the Holy spirit within me because I was here for the glory of God to worship God. My worship to God ain't church or religion, my worship for God, my worship to God is so that I can fulfill my assignment on earth. But I'm just going to be honest. If whatever I'm not delivered from, it's going to be difficult for me to speak against or for me to take authority in. And so I had to, I had to live like this so that I could teach you, right? It, it's, 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 it's a fight. It's a struggle, but it's a reality and a truth that comes in that says, you know what? 
I don't want to be outside. I need the Holy Spirit. See, I've recognized that. I need the Holy Spirit. I can't define. I need him. I need the Holy Spirit takes me to another level. It gives me another level of wisdom. Everything you guys have seen me walk into has been because of the Holy Spirit. I don't want worldly wisdom. I want supernatural wisdom. I want to walk in godly counsel and godly wisdom. And I want to walk in the fullness of who guys Jesus. And I don't want to disappoint my daddy. So when we start talking about our walk, remember, come back in there. He said, live, he said, walk according to Christ, imitate God. And we talk about our walk. We're talking about walking away from sin, right? Sin is disobedience to the revealed will of God. And so we're talking about walking away from sin. We're making a decision that Jesus gets my sin and I'm turning my back on sin, right? I'm talking away. I'm talking about walking away from any other way that does not line up with God's will for my life. If it does not line up with God's will for my life, then I have to walk away from it. And then I'm talking about walking towards the truth of God's word, right? To walk in the spirit, we walk towards the truth of God's word. And that's what we did today. We walk towards the truth. Is sex outside of marriage wrong? Yep. I'm setting this record straight. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. There's no curves. There's no ways around it. It's, it's wrong. It's in the word it's been established. And so then the next part for us comes, um, I got to keep walking towards the truth. So can I tell you what Jesus is doing for you in this situation? No matter how bad your situation or circumstance it is, or whether gluttony is your problem and food is your problem. He's saying, come here. <laughs> this is how much I love you. Look at this cross. I already died for this. You can defeat this. Like you can defeat this. You can beat this because I already beat this at the cross. Now get your butt in your word, renew your mind in your word so that you can overcome in the word. You're not going to be able to overcome what you want because the flesh has already built a stronghold. And so when we walk, we're walking towards the light and the love of Jesus. He's the light, right? He becomes the way, the truth and the light. And then we're going to walk in prayer and we're going to get our total dependence on the God. And we're going to let God, we're going to let God satisfy our needs and we're going to let God fulfill our needs. And we're not going to let other vices fulfill our needs because that's what we've been doing. We've been codependent on sex, on um, other things, other vices, right? Pornography, all of these other things we've been so we've been using these things to gratify and fulfill needs that only God can satisfy and fulfill. That's why you feel the weariness later. That's why it gets a hold on you. That's why it gets out of control. That's why you become addicted to these things. The reason for the addiction is so that God can never satisfy and fulfill your needs. Man, that's big today. That's big. We had a grown conversation today. Xavier, you're right. It's real. It's hard, right? It's real. It's hard, but it's the truth. And it could be yours. It's not yours. Might be adultery. Adultery may be your issue right now, right? And Jesus is still saying, come bring me this adultery, right? Bring me your adultery. Bring me your adultery little self right over here. Bring your adulterous self over here and let me help you through this. That's what Jesus is saying to us today. Bring your little adulterous self over here. Get yourself over here and let me deal with this today and let me wash you in the blood and let me remind you who you are so that you don't have to be in this relationship that's not pleasing God because the Bible speaks about adultery. I, if they're not divorced, it's adultery. Like I'm just giving you the real today. We just eating the real today, right? We're just eating the real. And I heard God tell me, he said, take your time in this. And so when we love God, when our love is towards God, then we take up our cross. We deny our flesh. And we put it, we put it aside, right? We put, we deny our flesh and we put it aside and we got to know without a doubt that this is what God said. So if sex is your issue, if sex has been your issue, if coarse joking, if you have had coarse joking conversations about sex are not acceptable, lewd, crude humor. If you've been watching these things, see comedy and all of those things sign off and approve these things. And then we think these things are okay. If you've been dealing with these, you dealt with adultery. There's no issue that you have. That's not big enough for Jesus, but you got to level up. You got to level up. You got to make a de decision today and say, you know what? I don't want to live in this sin. <laughs> I don't want to live in this sin. Like I don't want to live 
and the sin. I don't want the spirit of perversion to have rule over me. I don't want to do that. I don't want the spirit of perversion because it's what it is. It's still a perverse spirit. It's a perverse love. If your love towards someone is based only on sex, that's a perverse love, right? And so we have to watch how the enemy puts things in place um, and perverts things and makes them normal because the world has made them normal. That's just our reality. <laughs> like, like that's just our reality. But we got to know, we got to know. I'm just being for real. Like we got to know it and then we got to talk about it. And then after we talk about it, we got to repent for it. So if this has been your truth, like I had to go back and I repented for any conversations I had ever had that were outside the will of God. <laughs> like I was like, oh my gosh, because nobody had ever told me coarse joking was a problem. When I, I'm just telling you, coarse joking was a, a problem. I, I didn't know coarse joking was a problem. No one ever said to me, coarse joking was a problem. Nobody ever said that to me. Like nobody ever said that this is a problem. So then when I start reading in the word that this was a problem, that sexual immorality was a problem and that God had a problem with this, a conviction came over me and a conviction came over me through the spirit because my spirit was waking up and God was like, this is the truth. This is the truth. And so you, you, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Um, Romans six fourteen tells us that sexual sins open the door for all kinds of evil spirits to inhabit us. And so if you want to take authority and you want to be delivered, you're going to first start by professing, confessing, right? I was foolish. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I've been foolish. Lord, forgive me. I've been foolish. I've been foolish. I've been foolish and admitting my foolery. I've been foolish. I've been so foolish in this manner, right? Um, that's Romans 1 and 22. And then meditate on Romans 1, 18 through 32 and medicate, meditate on Leviticus 18, 1 and 30. And, and then just take up your case before God, pray and talk to God and denounce anything in those scriptures that do not line up with the word of God and begin to thank God. God can deliver you from any bondage. God can live, deliver you from any circumstance. God can deliver you from any situation. There is nothing too hard for God or that God can't deliver you from. Can I pray for you? Can I pray deliverance from you? Can I just pray that you, um, all generational, all things that you hereditary, you, you, that were hereditary. Um, I command every spirit of perversion, every spirit of lust, every spirit of fornication, every spirit of uncleanness and immorality, anything and your sexual character, anything to come out of your sexual character in the name of Jesus. I call, command our spirits of hurt, rejection, fear, anger, wrath, sadness, depression, discouragement, grief, bitterness, and unforgiveness to come out of your emotions that keep leading you back to this sexual perversion in the name of Jesus. I command all spirits of confusion, forgetfulness, mind control, mental illness, double-mindedness, fantasy, pain, pride, and memory recall to come out of your mind in the name of Jesus. I command all spirits of guilt, shame, and condemnation to come out of your conscience in the name of Jesus. And I command all spirits of pride, stubbornness, disobedience, rebellion, self-will, selfishness, and arrogance to come out of you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, today that our appetite is only for Jesus, <laughs> that our appetite is only for Jesus and that our appetite is only to live holy right now, to live holy in the name of Jesus. We sabotage the hand of the enemy that's been trying to come against your righteousness right now in the name of Jesus. And we curse it back to the pits of hell. And we declare that you are free in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There will be no retribution. I thank you that you are becoming strengthened in your spirit, man, so that you're able to resist the wiles of the devil and walk in the fullness of who God called you to be in Christ Jesus, that you will renew your mind in the word, hunger and thirst after righteousness and walk in the fullness of who God called you to be in Jesus name. Lord God, let their righteousness be established in them today so that they understand that they can do this 
with the strength of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, I thank you for repenting hearts and changing our minds and leading us in the right direction. In Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all. This was a hard, this was a big girl and a big boy conversation. This was a grown folks conversation today, right? This was a grown folks conversation today. And so can I just tell you something? You are free. Sheila, Shayla, come on now. Take your freedom today. Take your freedom that comes in Christ Jesus. Take your freedom today. Take what was said today. Meditate on it. All soul ties broken now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every past soul tie, every relationship, let you be cleansed and washed right now in the blood of Jesus, right? Sexual immorality will no longer have a stronghold over you. Why? Because you're seated in righteousness through Christ Jesus and you're putting off the old man and walking in the new man. And when the enemy tries to remind you of your past or when the enemy tries to gravitate you towards a certain way, submit to God, submit it to God. Lord, I need you to help. Ask Jesus to give you your holiness, right? Resist the devil and he'll flee and God begin to do a new work in you. And if you fall, get your butt back up, get in your word, run to God. Do not run away from God. There is no sin that God doesn't understand or that God doesn't get run to God. I'm talking about take off like a force, like a magnet, shoot, <laughs> run to God. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Every past soul time, everything that is not aligned in your word, right? For you, God has best. You are waiting. And if you are single now, I just declare you have the power to stick and stay, to wait on your spouse, to wait on your new boo, your new, new, so you can receive the fullness of your blessing and you guys can be joined together rightly. I love you. I'm taking freedom in this. I'm taking freedom in this. Everybody better taking freedom. This is not just about sex. This is about anything that is lorded over you. Share this video, put this in someone's hands, do a what? watch party for it. Have a real grown conversation about it, right? Have a real grown conversation about it. Talk to your friends, watch the video, get together and say, you know what? We need to talk. If you got real friends, y'all need to be accountable to each other. Pull them in and say, you know what? We need to have a conversation for the grown and sexy. We've been living outside of God's will. God does not want us caught up in sexual immorality. He does not want us having sex outside of marriage. And so we need to have accountability with each other. And we need to say, right? We need to say, we need to deal with this. We need to deal with these sins. We need to deal with what has been overcoming us. We need to deal with what has been trying to put a stronghold over us. We need to deal with gluttony, right? We need to deal with all of these things. Be steadfast in the word and let's hold each other accountable. I love y'all so much. Holy Spirit, I hope you are pleased. Holy Spirit, Daddy, I hope you are, are pleased. And then we're going to talk about tomorrow. I meant to get this in because the sixth verse says, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. And just because uh, it looks good or someone says it's good doesn't mean it's good. I love y'all so, so much, so much. Hey, single, saved, and sanctified is coming. I'm going to, are we going to do this? That's not what it's called, but single, saved, and sanctified is coming. I'm going to help you stay good in your singlehood. I'm going to help you stay good. I'm going to help you fight the good fight of faith. I love y'all so much. We're not going to be hypocrites. We're going to walk in the word. I'll see y'all back here in the morning, but more than anything, God loves you more. We'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.